is Recovery Daily Podcast. Today's topic is practice making good memories. So I wanted to start off by talking about um, that feeling that I had growing up that of wanting to be accepted by others. So when I was growing up, you know how you just, you want to be like others. I mean, I don't know if everybody else was like that, but you know, like I had a friend who always had all the brand name clothes and, um, got to use like the expensive shampoo and went to like the real hairdresser places to get her hair done and all this stuff. And, um, and we just didn't, we didn't live financially, um, in that way. So, uh, we weren't able to do that. And so, um, I wanted to wear guest jeans and I wanted to go to the Bubbles hair salon, but, um, I, you know, I, I wanted to be like these other, um, these friends of mine and we just didn't have, have the, we weren't financially well off enough to do that kind of thing. And so it ended up that, you know, I went to the hair cuttery to get my hair done. Or actually back then, that was the 80s. My mom permed my hair. <laughs> so, um, the, and then um, I, sometimes my mom would sew my clothes. So like, I have a memory of going to softball p- practice and I was in middle school And I was wearing this plaid, like, gigantic checkered matching shirt and shorts outfit to soccer practice. And not only was it not terribly comfortable, it was not moisture wicking at all. And it just, I just felt so not cool. You know, I, I just, it's just that feeling. And I don't know if, um, I know today that it seems like it's more cool to be different than it was back then. Like I definitely liked to do things, some things differently. Like I used to have this, um, super cool hairdo. Well, where the left side was really long and the right side was short and over my ear. So I was kind of quirky in some of the, but that was more an eighties thing where, you know, I would have these totally rad jeans that had like all different colors and stuff like that. But still I was, I was taking cues from others. You know, I was taking cues from Madonna and, you know, all of the, the cool 80s um, actresses and stuff like that. But today, it just seems like it's more cool 
to be different than than to be the same. That's just what uh, my observation seems to uh, it seems to be, and and to stand out instead of mixing in. And what I've learned though over the years is, and and I don't know that I learned this really. Uh, until I got sober, a lot of stuff you'll notice happened to me when I got sober because I just had um, I just had a strange outlook on things when I was drinking. I didn't see things clearly, but I have learned to not try to change myself. <clears throat> to be like others, uh, that doesn't mean that I don't still take cues from others, like things that I like in order to make them my own. For example, everybody who knows me well <laughs> knows that I have this funny thing I do to get uh, to figure out what I'm going to wear for work. And that is that I Google my outfits. That's what I always say. So if somebody compliments my outfit, you'll bet I'll probably respond with, respond with thanks, I Googled it. And that just means that um, I love to go online and I just go on to Google images and I look up like... Um, you know, women's work outfits 2023 or something like that. And I Google it and then I find an outfit that I think is totally adorable and I'll go into my closet and see if I can find things that are that are close to that and I'll put an outfit together. Um, another thing that I've done, I'm totally strained from the topic, but I get excited about this. I also got a color wheel so that I know like what colors go together. And, um, and then uh, I also, before COVID, I would have a list of like, if I saw an outfit online that I wanted uh, to match, I would see what pieces that are similar in my wardrobe. And then uh, if I like say I didn't have a white t-shirt or a plain white t-shirt, then I would put that on a list of things to shop for so that when I would go to the mall um, or go online to shop, um, I would stick to buying whatever is on my list. So I stopped, I probably saved a lot of money because I stopped just going to the mall or going online and just buying things that I thought were cute. I actually had a, uh, a whole, um, process <laughs> that I, a strategy that I was going through. And then, um, so, uh, I was going to tell you about another thing I'm doing, but I'll save that for another episode. Anyway, um, I just, I felt so different when I was young, I felt like I didn't fit in. And there's a lot of people in uh, the rooms uh, that are in recovery from in sobriety that set that experience the same thing, it sounds like and it's like in a room full of people, 
I felt alone. I felt like I was different. I always felt that way. And like, so some examples are um, when I was in high school, I had a lot of friends. It's not that I didn't have friends, but you know how there's all these cliques in high school. Well, I was friends with all the cliques, but I never was just fit into one clique. So I felt like while all of these groups of friends were all getting together on Friday nights or something, that I really didn't have anybody that I was going to be with. You know, I didn't have a group of of female friends that we all just met up and cackled together or anything like that. Um, it just, this is how I felt on the inside that, that I just didn't have that. And when I was in college, I was in a sorority and I, 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 I definitely felt like imposter syndrome in that sorority. Um, everybody was so beautiful and uh, everybody just seemed like they were all best friends with each other. And I never felt that way. There were a few friends that in my pledge class and, and under my pledge class that I felt close to. Um, I felt like I would be friends with them if we weren't in the same sorority. But for the most part, I, I felt very um, much like I did not belong, like I was not a piece of that puzzle. Um, I have a memory of going to a fraternity party, and that's really where the, where the fun was for me, was that I got free alcohol. Um, and I remember going to a fraternity party, and it was just like packed like sardines in there. And I remember thinking, how am I going to get a beer? How am I going to get a beer? And I remember everybody else just like laughing around me. And it's like your worst nightmare. That's the memory I have. <laughs> and, uh, and so in that room full of people, I just felt totally alone but yet I didn't want to go home and be alone in my dorm room by myself. I just, I wanted alcohol. That's what I wanted. That was my goal. And, um, and I think that's what it's about. I think it's about being around people. I've talked about it before that have a common goal with you. Um, I've also mentioned the bus stop and, um, not really wanting to hang out with the women at the bus stop because they all wanted to go get their coffee and and talk about the kids and all and um and I just wanted to go home and get back to my box of wine and so I did not have a common goal with these people so as I was sitting down thinking about all of this uh today I started thinking about, well, let me change my perspective because I can sit here and think all day long about when I felt like I did not fit in. I can list example after example of when I felt like I didn't fit in. 
And then as I was thinking about these things, I started feeling sorry for myself. And so I thought, okay, just like I was talking about in yesterday's episode, let me shift my perspective. So I thought to myself, when did I feel a part of? Let me let me try to think of these moments. So I thought about some examples like um, my softball team in high school. I totally felt like I was a part of a family. Um, we all just were a bun- like sisters, and I just loved that softball team. And I remember being um, also in high school in my drama class. I remember my sister telling me my junior year of high school, she said that I should try out for drama. I was always kind of, um, believe it or not, um, a little over <laughs> over dramatic. And um, so I uh, so I tried out. I took drama uh, class. And I found that I really liked it. Like, I felt like I really fit in and um, we enjoyed each other. And, um, and then I was thinking about college when I, you know, I say that I didn't really feel like I fit into the um, sorority, but when did I feel like I did fit in in college? And I remember... Um, when I was a freshman, there was a, I lived in a dorm where I had become the very first night I had made friends with a whole bunch of guys on uh, one of the floors. And it was not guys that I thought were cute or I wanted to date or anything like that. It was guys that I, that were like brothers to me. And, you know, I became friends with them and was friends with them. I felt like I was friends with them my whole college career. I think there was definitely drifting apart as I was part of a sorority. But I always felt like I belonged when I was with them. And it was a bunch of guys. You know, it wasn't um, and there wasn't any anything I wanted from them, you know, and so again, it comes back to this like common goal. That's where I, I felt I felt more comfortable around the softball team, we all had a common goal. And that was to succeed as a team. And um, drama, we all wanted to just enjoy ourselves and become better at, um, at acting. And uh, I think the difference with becoming friends with all those guys on, on the in the dorm, were that I wasn't friends with them because I had any I didn't want anything from them, you know, and they didn't want anything from me. We were just friends, and um, and so I, then I that so then that brought me to thinking about why do I remember why do I tend to go to the bad memories of where I felt like I did not belong than where than when I thought that I did belong why does it why did I when I sat down to um, think about all this why did I initially go towards the negative instead of the positive and um, so why why is it 
when I go into uh, one of my sobriety fellowship meetings, why do I go in there and think, oh, I never felt like I fit in my whole life. Um, I had lots of friends, but yet I felt alone in a room. Well, because there are memories that I have of being in a crowded room and feeling alone, and there are emotions attached to that memory. And when our memory, since our memory is linked to emotion, it's, there's so much emotion that is tied to negative memories and that emotion lasts longer. Like if you think about the last time something happened that was sad, think about that. Think about how long you sat in that sadness. Um, it may have even lasted so long that it turned into a bout of depression and then think about when something good happened and how long did you celebrate that? How long did you sit in that happy emotion? And it seems that we have to work harder, at least I do, I have to work harder to remember the good memories instead of the bad. And I think it's because I don't celebrate the good memories, the good, sorry, I don't celebrate the good moments in my life as long as I mourn the bad moments in my life. And, and I think that's why they stay longer, you know, the, the negative ones. Negative memories also, I believe, are ingrained in us as a protection mechanism. So our bodies are, are trained to, um, to protect ourselves. So I have a negative memory of something bad happening. I'm going to remember that so that it doesn't happen again. So I'm natural. It's it's just a part of being human. I think Um, holding on to that memory to make sure it doesn't happen again. So I I was thinking about how I've talked about taking snapshots and how um, if you recall from one of the episodes, I mentioned how at my daughter's senior soccer game in college, there was a moment where uh, her dad and I and her brother and I, the four of us, walked to her across the field. And, um, and I took a snapshot. It was like, a, I want to remember this moment for the rest of my life. And I took a snapshot. And I wanted to share with you a little bit about what that exercise feels like for me, because I think that just like practicing meditation, practicing uh, yoga, practicing um, any sort of activity or exercise or sports or anything, 
that if I want to, if I want to remember good things more, then I need to practice taking snapshots. I need to practice celebrating the happy moments longer because I need to make them outweigh the the depth and the amount of time I spend lingering on bad times. So so making it a point to celebrate and immerse myself in the joy instead of kind of just saying, oh, yay me, <laughs> which I've done, I've done that before, you know, you get a, you get a bonus at work and I'm like, yes, and that's about it. Why don't I, why don't I pause and recognize and really recognize each of my senses, what I'm experiencing, you know, when I hear, where was I when I heard that I got a bonus? I have, I have no idea. I don't know where I was. And that's the, that's the point. I, I need to really take a moment and take a snapshot. And so, so to take this snapshot I'm first pausing, which I talk about a lot. I'm pausing. You know, I have the ability to just stop my life right where it is. It's almost like, you know, the movies where where they just, uh, the Matrix or whatever, where they just, everybody stops while they're in motion, uh, you know, flying through the air. They just stop. I'm allowed to just stop my life. And stop everything around me. Sure, the world is still going to be spinning and everybody's still moving. But I don't have to move. I can pause in a moment for as long as I want to and create a memory, create a snapshot. So to do that, I, I think about if, I, if I'm to think about that moment where I was walking um, my daughter across the field and my son was to the right of me and she was to the left of me. What did I see when I was walking? What did, what did I see? Well, it was, there were like hardly any clouds in the sky. It was not hot, but not cold. It was windy uh, the grass was green. There was uh, a, a whole audience of people that we were walking towards, and they all had smiles on their faces. And I could hear clapping. So sw- shifting from what did I see to what did I hear, I heard clapping. I heard my daughter kind of have this like laugh cry sound coming out of uh, my left ear. And then um, I looked over at my son. I, I don't recall if he said anything, but I he was smiling, you know. Um, and then what did I smell? Well, it was fresh air for sure. We were out in uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. So it was 
windy, uh, a light wind and sunny. And so I just remember the smell of fresh air, you know. Um, and so really taking a moment to, to think about what each of your senses are experiencing. And then if you're able to, close your eyes and take a snapshot of what the feeling is on the inside of you. So, of course, when I'm walking across the field, I didn't close my eyes. But there are times when um, I remember taking a snapshot one day when I was out walking um, which is a which is an interesting time that I would take a snapshot, but it was such a beautiful day, and there was I had I was experiencing serenity is what I was experiencing. There was there was nothing wrong. I didn't have anything weighing me down, and um, and so I took a snapshot of what I saw and what I felt and what I smelled. And I took a snapshot not only of what was I was experiencing around my body, but I take a snapshot of what I'm feeling on the inside and give it a name. So did I feel, so here are some examples. Did I feel relaxed? So um, I took a snapshot. I've been taking a lot more snapshots lately since I've been talking about it. Um, so I don't know if you take so many snapshots to all of a sudden they don't mean anything. I don't know. I'll report back on that. But uh, I took a snapshot a couple days ago when I was doing after yoga. There's a time when you just lay on the ground on your back with your palms in the air. And I was so uh, relaxed and I was so happy that I was able to do an entire hour of exercise. Um, and it wasn't running around the neighborhood or anything, but it was exercise and it made me feel good. And, and I felt really, uh, relaxed afterwards. So, um, relaxed might be a feeling that you feel. Um, do you feel safe? So, uh, there's a feeling that, that I used to have when I was a kid and it was after dinner and all of the like yellow lights and the, I love yellow lights as opposed to uh, white lights in the house. So all the yellow lights were on and the door was locked and um, it was just it was I always felt safe. Um, and yet you could ask <laughs> ask my sister. Um, she's going to laugh when she hears this, but. I used to call down before I went to bed. She knows that I I can see her smiling right now. I used to call down before I went to bed and say, is everybody in? Is anyone coming in? And that's because I wanted the front door to be locked because I wanted that feeling of security, of being safe. And, um, and she would always uh, humor that question and she would always say yes. And so I don't know today as a 48-year-old if the, if the door actually was locked, 
but it didn't matter. I felt safe and I have that snapshot in my head and I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Um, is the feeling loved when you take your snapshot? Do you feel loved? Um, my mom and my sister came over today for my birthday. My birthday is um, coming up on the 19th. And so they came over and um, they brought a cake and we had some food and we just sat and talked. And yes, I felt horrible. Um, I got so excited that they were here that I really moved my eyes around too much. And so my head started hurting. I started feeling dizzy and I... Um, I put my sunglasses on. I don't know. I I, I felt really bad, and I, I didn't share as much as, as bad I felt because I really wanted them to be there, and I loved having them there, um, and I felt loved. And so as shitty as I felt while they were sitting there, I took a snapshot of the feeling of love that I had on the inside. And that's what that memory is for me. I'm sorry. I'm just, um, it makes me sad that I had to feel like shit the whole time. But it meant so much to me. And I can still take a snapshot of that kind of emotion inside of me, the positive stuff, and remember that um, instead of the negative stuff. Um, do you, when you take your snapshot, do you feel cozy? Um, there are lots of snapshots I have of me just snuggling up with my pooches, um, with my bulldog, uh, uh, snoring. <laughs> um, do you feel energized? I have a, I have a couple snapshots in my head of running, um, running around this neighborhood and running through my old neighborhood out in, uh, in West Virginia. And, um, and it's because I felt so grateful that I had the, the health to do that. And that was far before I had a stroke. Um, and just joy. I, I think a snapshot, just, just acknowledging the joy that you feel at the moment um, is something that you can, I guess, hit, hit the save button, you know, and and just uh, keep it ingrained in your mind so that when you want to remember good times, you really spent the time to construct that memory. So it's something that you can uh, uh, reflect on later. So the more emotion that you attach to a memory, I think... Um, for sure. And I, I really do believe that that I've been able to start practicing it, the longer it's going to live inside. And um, I think it's my goal these days has been to make today one that I'm going to miss tomorrow. Um, do things that that I want to remember create emotions that I want to remember. And, um, and I'm hoping that by practicing that uh, exercise, 
that it's going to be easier for me to to remember good times just as easy, hopefully easier than I remember bad times. So with that, I just want to thank you for listening and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.